have flavor syrup? Uh, no, we just have regular um, maple syrup. Ew, what is this control scheme? I oh, I thought you were saying you about syrup. And I'm oh, like, no, how I dare you? I love syrup. Yeah. I'm obsessed with maple syrup as any other Minnesotan. If anybody just turned this on, uh, this is Devin. And uh, sitting with this Richard. Is, this is Richard. Yeah, this is and, Richard. Uh, today we're playing Halo Reach. Yep. But because we're cool people, we're playing it on Xbox One. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, why are we doing this, and why are you hearing this? This is our uh, bonus episode, the one that we promised, where uh, we're gonna answer we're gonna answer some of the questions that you have. After I okay, really, really, kill me See, like that. I, I I feel like I'm gonna actually show a little bit more on this episode because I won't be distracted by the game at all. It'll just yeah. be second nature to pummel you while uh, I got you. talking. About about the wildlife. Okay, in all fairness, Whereas I you're used to be to, like, way better. your brain. I am not, okay? I am not. I used to be so good, and I'm going to tell the story, the one the one story that I have, which is one time on a Slayer map, I threw a grenade across the map, and it landed oh, on somebody's face and killed... Ah! Okay, so, first question submitted. <clears throat> what was our first pet? Um... Mine, I believe, I don't, I actually don't know if it was Lestat, who was the cat, and my mom is weird and gothy. I didn't even know about Lestat. Yeah, he scratched me in the face. Um, and then, and then, uh, or there was a, a ferret named Simon. I don't remember if that was before. When was, did we have a ferret? There, I, I, like I said, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was when I was alive. But I don't recall either way. I just know from pictures, so I'm not really Whose sure. Whose idea was it to get a ferret? I didn't think. Mom it seems like something dad would do. Like that. It seems I mean, more like yeah, something dad would do. It definitely seems like a dad thing. Yeah. But even then, it it seems more like a dad thing. But yeah, um, it, he's never really expressed much of an interest in like rodents or small mammals. It seems like, well, just in all fairness, they're not seems rodents. Seems to want a, a good dog. Mustelide. Pretty sure. Um, wait, what was your first pet that you remember? That I remember? Yeah, I, I'm going to try to think. Uh, well, when we lived in ha Hampshire Hills apartments in Minnesota, Minnesota was probably like, well, like 2001 or 2002. Yeah. Um, I think we had a cat um, at some point. We did. We, we had, um. no memory of it at all. I think it was named Wizard, because we were not very good at cat names. And I think I had a goldfish. You did. Yeah, in Minnesota. Actually, when you were born, I think our dog at the time was Wolverine. It was an Australian Shepherd. Um, and I don't know. I think it went to live on a farm, which I, I don't know that that was really and true. And see, here, here's a good opportunity that brings, uh, that this is reminding me about, that I want to bring up while while I'm reminded of it. Because um, this oh, really on. irritates me when it comes to like the mistreating of pets. Not goldfish. Yeah. Guys, stop killing your goldfish. Or people just or people just stop murdering goldfish. Stop killing your goldfish all the darn time. You're not supposed to get this tiny little bowl with no filter or airstone or anything, and just stick a goldfish in it. 
and then have it die a week later and flush it down the toilet and tell your little kid that it went to fish heaven. That's not how you take care of an animal. If you don't know how to take care of a fish, don't buy it. That goes for any animal, really. But, like, dude, do some actual research and don't just treat life like a cartoon and think you can get this little bowl with nothing in it and put a goldfish in it and then it's going to live for more than a week. Duh, it died. Because you were shellfish. You, you, you didn't do anything to take care of it. Apparently we struck an emotional fish, chord. Fish need <laughs> oxygen, okay? They need to breathe. No, it's Just true. Just because they I'm breathe not in to make water, like, obviously there's a limited amount of water in there, so that has a limited amount of air in it. I mean, how would you like being put in a in like a vacuumized room, <laughs> like like an airtight room? Like, oh, there's air in it, so he'll be okay. <laughs> there's a limited amount of air in there. Air, it it needs ventilation, and that that's why you get those those bubblers for your tank. I uh, I'm realizing this is probably the best episode we've ever done. Playing Halo, eating candy corn, and rambling about goldfish. It just makes me mad as someone who's gotten into taking care of fish, just the amount of just dumb misconceptions there are about fish care. Yeah. Or like, like how a lot of people think fish that... Fish don't hurt. Fish can't feel. Oh, here, here's another thing that drives me crazy. Yeah. Betas technically don't need an air stone because mm. they can come up to the surface and like swallow bubbles of air. And it's really cute and really cool that they can do this. But, for mm-hmm. some reason, people seem to think that because it doesn't need an air stone, that it doesn't need a filter either. Wait, that makes no sense. And they'll just stick it in a bowl, with, again, with nothing in it. I'm like, dude. Bruh. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a living thing. It poops. Okay? Like, <laughs> Is you, that you the class? Just... That's the classifying? Dude. Duh, you need, like, a filter and stuff in there. You need to do water changes. But, like, yeah, I mean, with the goldfish and the, and the betas, like, you can't just not do a water change or not put a filter in there. Like, it's a, it's a living thing. It expels waste. Obviously, it can't just survive literally drowning in its species. Take care of your pet. And its species? <laughs> it's its fish. <laughs> okay, okay. I've always had a mild problem with S's and SH's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They put me in speech therapy in elementary school. Next question. It didn't work. If you can make one Pokemon, which would you make? But also, Gardevoir. would you be able to make it without accidentally releasing it as an invasive species? That sounds simple to me because you could just make one. But Ooh, that also sounds like a, a real... Just butthole answer. <laughs> like, of course you wouldn't want to make like. I made ten thousand Pikachu's. Because I mean, that that thing's gonna breed like crazy. But get some, get just get one of the humanoid ones. It's like you're not gonna lose it. You just now heard me that Pokemon Diddle and like. What a, what about coughing? I'm just kidding. That'd be so annoying. Just. <laughs> <laughs> like following you around all the time. What kind of Pokemon you make? Oh, um, my my genuine answer is really basic, and I feel like it would just upset people. That would be very basic. 
Pikachu. He's so freaking cute and cuddly. He's the mascot of the series. I mean, like, can you imagine? For a reason. Like, think like Detective Pikachu. Like, can you imagine Pikachu just sitting on your lap on the couch while you're watching TV and like going to the store with you and you have to put it in a little seat in the cart? The like, oh my god! Real, I totally get a Pikachu. It would be so cute. Yeah. And as far as invasive species, like, bro, don't even care. Just kidding. But like, Devin, I'm telling everybody you said that. They're hearing it. <laughs> Who cares if you tell anybody? Um, well, I just lost uh, by the way, everyone, I'm winning 13 to 4. No, you're not. I, that's okay. Uh, nice question. Which is a lot. Um, what is your favorite theory on how cuttlefish can change color, the color of their skin to match oh the environment God. while being colorblind? They're not actually colorblind. <laughs> you guys are never. Or they're not colorblind in that way. I think that that just makes no sense. I think that humans are really narcissistic in how much they think they understand about completely different animals. Yeah. And I think that obviously there's got to be some sort of workaround there or else, yeah, it wouldn't happen because it just doesn't make any sense to say it's colorblind and yet it can do that. So clearly it's either not colorblind or it can still tell apart different shades so accurately that... You know, it's, it's able to get around that. It's kind of a tricky thing anyway, because, like, if you really think about what is vision and what is color, you know, it's possible that you would have the mechanics of being able to, like, visually perceive something, but not, not the mechanics in your brain of being able to visually process it, which is the case in a lot of different things. And then, like, jumping spiders. Remember that episode talked about how they can only see certain colors, except they have a lens that allows them to pick up on red, but they don't have photoreceptors for that. It's like rose-colored glasses. And there was the, there, there's research that was done mostly using computer simulations but could be replicated on cuttlefish about how really they might be manipulating a feature. Do you really just beat me? But anyway, they're manipulating a feature of light. It's called a chromatic aberration or chromatic blurring. And so they're basically manipulating the way that they're allowing light in at different depths, which actually allows them to see color. It's kind of like, it's really hard to explain like this, but it's it's sort of like how a prism works. So a loophole, there's a loophole. That's, yeah. what, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say, is like, there's a loophole there. Yeah. Like, because like, what, what, do you, what do you want me to say? Like, it's not magic. Like, they, they clearly got something that we don't entirely understand. It's kind of like, like um, we are not cuttlefish. Visions is a tricky one anyway. Any Anything with perception and sensory is kind of tricky when it comes to understanding it with other things. But, like, I mean, take uh, take uh, Tim Caro's, Dr. Caro from UC Davis' study on uh, zebras and how really, you know, so many people assume that, you know, the, the striping of a zebra is because it's camouflage. It's disruptive camouflage for lions, but then... When his research showed that they lions can't even perceive the contrast of the stripes on a zebra, so while we are looking at a zebra and it makes sense to us that oh yeah I could see how that would work as camouflage, a lion doesn't see that, so that theory then goes out the window. Devin. Oh, that that reminds me. That's really cool. Um, I think we talked about this on the podcast before, like how the stripes can help with uh, bugs. Yeah, yeah, the setsy um, flies. Set, set seat. After we did that, I was I saw this like headline somewhere where you know, these uh, 
farmers like actually tried that and they like painted zebra stripes on their cows or something. Oh, like really? That. Yeah, and, like they actually noticed the difference. Whoa! Afterwards. See, see, in August I'm gonna start. Well, it is August, but I'm gonna start hiking with a zebra outfit. So that the black flies <laughs> will stay away. Dude, let's just do give it. it a shot. Let's do it. Let's we could do it. We could do a test. Like I'll walk next to you in a zebra outfit. I don't know where the hell I'm gonna find a zebra print <laughs> clothes. I don't know. I mean, well, wait, wait. Actually, I already have an idea. I Amazon. happened to be at I happened to be at Hot Topic yesterday, and for some reason, Beetlejuice is blowing up right now. I don't know if oh. there's like a play tour going on or something. But they had his black and white striped <laughs> pants. Can you imagine being out on a trail and there's someone walking by dressed as Beetlejuice? <laughs> Not even like the face makeup portion or anything, just the Beetlejuice suit, like or, hiking or, or on it. Just do the rest of it just because, just so it matches. <laughs> like, why? Like, uh, it, helps with, it helps with flies, dude. Oh, uh, man. That's funny. Um, let's see. Camping. What is your favorite fish name? That's easy. Idiot fish. <laughs> oh man, I, I forgot my fish name. It's that's I mean it's one of the common names. I think it's actually the spiny stickleback. Um oh. but it's a pink fish with big <laughs> big uh big Sorry. googly looking eyes and it it's people call it the idiot fish. And I know I could have gone for something super fancy or complex or like something that's oddly weirdly thrown together, but like idiot fish, the simplicity of that, I love it. So mine, mine probably is pretty underwhelming. Oh, I remember. Too, but uh, I felt like it'd be cheating to look something up, so I wanted to actually base it off of something off the top of my head. And I've always thought like the other name for a beta is absolutely hilarious. Well, I, I say only, always thought, but I only recently, relatively recently, found this out. And when I did, I just just started dying laughing. But uh, I think it's, what is it, Siamese fighting fish? Yeah, Siamese fighting fish. That's just hilarious to me. That's such a ridiculous name. Let's see. Here's the other one. Um, favorite fungi name. Now that one, that's too oh. hard for me. Favorite fungi name. Oh, God. There, there's just too many. I can't even, like, I, I'll be what honest, I can't even like remember the... half of them because they're just too weird. Honestly, half of them are just too explicit for the podcast. That's how weird and stupid fungus names are. Yeah, like you could probably, you could probably just take two unrelated weird words, put them together, and yeah, and it would almost be tooth fungus. Yeah, I well, think I actually made something up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, thinking about that, and then like it, it actually was. Here, I found a, I found a list. I'll just read off some of the names: Pink Disco, <laughs> Snakeskin Grisette. Destroying Angel, Clubfoot, Hair, <laughs> I can't, okay, Hair Sedge Smut, <laughs> what? Purple Jelly this Disc, Powdery Piggyback, uh, Honestly, I feel like I could just make up bar- anything and it would happen to be on that list. This so sounds like a child of the 60s, Barometer Earth Star, <laughs> Drab Tooth. <laughs> lemon, Guys, lemon disco. Devil's finger. Devil's hey, finger. Devin, I don't think you Was noticed that the next it. Lab? Yeah. What? Dewdrop dapperling. Golden know. navel. Me- <laughs> mealy frosted funnel. Uh, wet frosted rot. Funnel. That's that's disgusting. Hey, wet. 
Bug Sputnik. I'm gonna create a I'm gonna create a super spy movie character named Bug Sputnik. He's a detective that turned in his badge and he's taken the law into his own hands. Oh jeez. Okay, two things about the game we're playing right now. I'm losing. Uh for one, you are doing so poorly that the game thinks you still need tutorials. Stop. Come I on. I don't know the last time I've ever seen that of it actually telling you how to do the buttons in PvP. Okay. Just trying to tell you how to zoom. Rude. Also, I'm sorry, but the Halo Reach hitbox sucks, and that is not up for debate. That is just a fact. Dude, I didn't know what you're If you about. have the tip of the barrel oh of your sniper. Oh, those pretty what? clouds. Ooh. Oh, hey, quick question. So, uh, this one is from uh, one of our um, one of our members, Charlie Rodriguez. Um, let's see. What do you think of the tapeworm diet? I think anyone who intentionally <laughs> ingests a parasite, I... Oh, God! That's... Like, they, that's horrible. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Like, but just... Maybe don't include that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's I was just... secretary. I would say that's a poor choice. I was just going to upload this raw, but I guess I'll have to clip it out. Um... Okay, I. What do you think of the tapeworm diet? Oh my, Maybe Charlie! Maybe just cut it out when I after I say I hope and then just do like a really long weep. <laughs> just make people think that it was just even worse than it was. Uh, tapeworm diet. I, I don't know. Like, why would you do that? Are you lonely? Actually, have done it. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm sure the people have. And I always just think of the office and Kelly. People are stupid. So it's like... the tapeworm. Um. Also, ever plan on posting on SoundCloud again? Okay. This is not... Charlie's not the only one to ask this, and so I'm going to explain this. Um, before we switched podcasting hosting platforms, we did use SoundCloud. That was our original thing. And you had to purchase, like, a plan to upload a certain amount of episodes, pretty much. And uh, so, when we switched, we switched to something that was cheaper. Was it was free. Well, we switched to something cheaper and better. Um, in terms of distribution and analytics and just a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, sorry, SoundCloud. And um, so we, we use Captivate FM right now um, through Rebel Base Studios. But um, the thing is, is we could and probably will, because I was thinking about this, upload only the most recent episodes and then cycle them out, because I think the uh... limit would be like five episodes. So we could do something like that. We'll look into yeah, it. I just always have the five most recent yeah. episodes. Yeah, so we won't have the full catalog. And the problem is, is like for analytics, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, if we delete something from it, then I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But that's something we can look into. Um, okay, bit of a deep one. That's that's not me saying that. That's, that's Rosie, one of our other members. Uh, bit of a deep one. But as scientists or science lovers, how do we deal with science being politicized? Speaking from a UK perspective... I don't know enough about elsewhere to comment on that. I worry that the way COVID has been handled here and a lack of transparency about what science they're following makes science look confusing and inaccessible to people who aren't scientists. Well, I think all jokes aside, you know, I make jokes like this a lot, so my gut reaction is to be like, overthrow the government. <laughs> but um, honestly, like, if we want to talk real solutions... I feel like 
you know, there's a lot of things that people uh, protest and that they want to bring a lot of attention to, like, oh, let's save the environment, let's do this. I think something that needs a lot more attention, and the longer it doesn't, you know, it's just going to get a lot worse, is we need to prior prioritize what health experts and, and other scientists actually have to say and we need to like give them a real voice within the government we, we need like more teams of consultants in those areas for our, our politicians we, we need to just gen overall push that like hey all the medical experts or, or all the ecologists are all in agreement that this is something that needs to be done. So, like, we need to actually pass a law about that. Hmm. Yeah, I Instead think... Instead of just, like, completely ignoring what they have to say. I think what's, what's complicated is funding. So, I mean, just in general, uh, a lot of funding around the world tends to come from governments that are, that are funding things. So that's not to say that things should be privatized by any means, um, necessarily. It's just, it's a complex issue. Um, I don't like science being politicized. One thing that's super tricky is when things... Take climate change, okay? Um, climate change, the very nature that it's considered something that is uh, divisive along political lines is deeply problematic. To suggest that something that is um, widely agreed upon, something that science supports, uh, that if you believe it, you must align with a certain party, and if you, if you, or not even, not even if you don't believe it, you must align with a certain party, but if you align with a certain party, you then cannot or should not believe that thing. That's that's dangerous. That is dangerous that's on a whole suite of levels. Talking about anything just makes no sense because, I mean, how many people out there actually uh, like sympathize with every point made by their own party? Uh, like, no one, really. It's just... There's not enough options, and those options have a million opinions. And how many people are going to just happen to agree with every single idea traditionally held by either side? Yeah. And that's one of the many things that kind of sucks about a party system to begin with. Is like, you know, no matter what side you go with, you're not really, like getting to express like okay this these are all the things that i stand by because it might be more so with one within the other but you're still not just going to be in constant agreement yeah yeah and then with covid <laughs> i oh goodness this is something where i don't feel like that i can in in this context in this format of what we're doing in this moment i don't feel like i could adequately express the amount of emotions and thoughts that I have in regards to how COVID is, especially here in the U.S., being handled, how it's being communicated. So let me just say this. In, in general, with science communication um, and within the science community and, and as a science educator, we have issues. And that is, um, in the way that it's communicated, uh, 
one of the things, and we've talked about this on past episodes, one of the things that is um, missing is how science is actually done. Because for the general public, frequently you hear things, uh, let's, let's use climate change as, as an example. Someone born in the 1970s. Um, I'm just using this as an example because it's fairly easy. Might say, when I was a kid, they told us that there would be acid rain and Manhattan would be underwater. And look, here we are. It's fine. Nothing happened. Um, That's not And therefore, true. it's not a thing. Well, they like, did deeply talk worse. about a lot of like, stuff. We got the timetables wrong and stuff. but Well, so it's not that we got the timetables like, wrong. That's what I want to... That's what I really want to get across. Look is, at how many... Like... People forget that we're in the middle of another extinction event. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that point aside, because you were right, it is worse, it is bad. Um, but some of those things haven't necessarily come to pass. You know why? Because science. Because we knew that. Because we were able to then do things to mitigate the possible damage. Because we were able to slow down carbon emissions. Because we were able to ban CFCs. Because we were able to take these steps. Because we had the science. It's just like... COVID, where initially we were talking, you know, tens of millions of deaths. We were talking at one point 21 million deaths in the U.S. Um, just because we haven't hit that, there's a lot of people who have said, see, it's not bad. This is all made up. This is ho- this is a hoax. Because we had those numbers, exactly. and so we took the steps, and so we made mass exactly. and we had lockdowns, and we had right. quarantining, we had all this stuff. And that's the part that gets lost in communication. So frequently, the the exposure that people have to science is usually through something like this. A new study shows that those who eat two eggs every morning are more likely to die early, like on the news. No explanation of confounding variables, no explanation of method, study, no explanation of what they're doing with those findings, why the question was being asked, how, how they did it. Um, it's, it's very basic, and it's just headline conclusion, that's it. And so the whole process is missing and you can't truthfully understand something without understanding the process. I mean, that's, that's basically the whole essence of science is trying to understand something by understanding the process, how it works, how things are connected. Um, no one's just out there understanding immediately like that something is the way that it is. So that's, that's the problem. It's, it's, it starts really young. I mean, we're all scientists at heart and and the way that we explore and ask questions, especially as kids. But it's that process that that I feel like we lose sight of. And then so we we say these really bizarre things like, well, the science is wrong or, or, or we allow it to be weaponized. We allow it to be politicized. We allow it to be skewed and, and distorted and used for, you know, different people's or groups benefit. When that's not, that's not what it's about. That's not science. That's not the point. It's it's been said by many that, you know, knowledge is power. So therefore, if you wield the knowledge, you wield the power. And if you are the one funding the gathering of that knowledge, um, or or heading how it's communicated, I mean, you have a huge responsibility. And if you are not doing it correctly, ugh. Right, it's like keeping keeping everything safely separated in any other circumstance. Like, you know, keep your views out of out of the news. You're supposed to be like reporting facts, not 
trying to manipulate the public for your side or just like the, the keeping your bias out of out of anything yeah i mean it's it's a the thing is i mean we're humans and humans are you know we're human so i mean there's there's a lot of layers and facets that you know kind of complicate the whole issue onions um you know what else has a lot of layers parfaits ogres ogres oh shoot you're right i completely missed that point um but yeah so that is a whilst distracted by playing halo and not having a whole lot of prep time to think about it that is my long-winded sort of thought on the question <laughs> i'm getting pummeled by the way um let's are. see how do cicadas make the sound that they do uh, they have these little organs called timbles and little tiny muscles that are attached to them that kind of uh, move them. So frogs have temples. You know, if you've ever looked at a green frog and they have like the weird things on the side. Um, cicadas have these in, these these structures called temples that are um, the the noise making portion. They can also make noises with other parts of their body, but like that sound right there, that is uh, because of temples. Um, let's see. Wow. And a couple more. Favorite shark. If you could genetically engineer an animal ability into... Oh, these are two separate questions. Okay. Um, favorite shark. Ooh. Um, that's a good question. What was the name of that really, really tiny cutie that we were oh, just talking about? The, uh, some, the, the dwarf lantern shark, I think I'm is what it was that. called. Dwarf lantern shark. That's my response. I really like thresher sharks because their tail is just so intense. Um, but I also really like some of the more obscure, like like the frilled shark is so neat. I'm going to say goblin shark. These things are so ugly. They're ugly, but they're also, I don't know, they're so cool. And like the whole adaptation of like like a mouth that the they can throw. Sticks out. <laughs> like weird. that's cool, you know? Um, oh my gosh, there's just so many kinds of sharks and there's so much diversity in the heart. We, we actually just finished recording an episode about sharks before this, so uh, we've got shark on the brain. Um, let's see. If you could genetically engineer an animal ability into people, what would you pick? Bruh, I would go with... So we talked to somebody who's an expert on leaf hoppers, or I'm sorry, frog hoppers and spittle bugs. And we talked a lot about how fast they can jump and the amount of G's that they can withstand is like absurd. Um, I might say that because I could just jump everywhere. It'd be fun. I can think of so many responses to this. It's not flying, but... I mean, everyone, you know... Or heck, cephalopod camo. No matter what else they think of, they're probably also going to think wings. Cuttlefish so camo. Put that out there. Uh... I think it's really, really annoying that uh, humans got stuck with the, oh, we're going to nerf you in, like, literally every other way imaginable because <laughs> you have this really OP brain. So, yeah, uh, screw you. You get literally no other, like, traditional mammal hey. characteristics. We, hey. don't have, we don't have sharp teeth. We don't have fur. We don't have claws. We just, we just like, can't do anything because big brain, 
So oh, I we know. gotta get nerfed. So like, um, I would, that'd be cool if we could like actually defend ourselves with built-in weapons. I would genetically like engineer us to be like Venturons and always smell like popcorn. You know what? We're, we're thinking too shallow on this. Let's think about something that would actually be really useful to humankind. Like something that means Earth. that we don't have to eat as much so that we cut down on our resource consumption. Or Earth. night vision. How because then there's no more light pollution. would we kill and like less like plants would we go through and everything? Like we just had fur instead of coats. Well, what about, what about night vision? Because then there's no more light pollution. The then energy the consumption would have drops. A ball. Okay, I'm going to have to cut that out now. <laughs> Um, if you had to fight <laughs> one bear or 100 of those shrews that poop in pitcher plants in hand-to-hand -hand combat, what would you choose? Wait, what? <laughs> what was that second option? If you had to fight one bear or 100 of those shrews that poop in pitcher plants, no weapons, <laughs> which would you choose? This is hand-to-hand -hand combat. What's a shrew? A shrew, like the, like a little, uh sharp toothed mousy guy well i feel like usually in this sort of meme when it's like master chief or a hundred grunts like the trick is that you actually should choose the big one because like clearly even if the adversary is not intimidating but there's literally a horde of them like you're you're you're, you're screwed yeah but like my, I, I just right off the bat can say, if I were to try to fight a bear right now, my percent chance of surviving would be 0 0.00. Bruh, no, see, here's what you do. So, I'm not fond on really fighting either of them. True. I'm more of a lover, not a fighter. So if I saw the bear, I'd be like, ah, a human. And I'd point at the bear. And then the bear would be like, wait hold up me and be all confused and it'd be like a human a human and they'd be like oh, so what? your solution is to pick bear but then make peace or confuse the bear yes either either make peace or just it. confuse the heck out of the bear into thinking it's a human and then just make my escape well okay do i have a gun or or just this or just this Wait, like, no, oh hey said hand-to-hand -hand combat i'm stupid i forgot like oh hi how are you can i bear hug the bear that what you're hearing right now is just a lot of rain coming down. All uh, the of are any of your windows open enough to cause a bunch of water to get in the house right now? Nah. Uh, let's see. Well, now I don't want to leave when I was initially <laughs> gonna leave because I'm already cold, and the thought of going out there and getting soaked is like not very appealing. I might have to borrow a jacket when I go to leave. Last question for now uh, is what is the hardest part or your least favorite part about making a podcast? Um, for me, 100%, it's the um, listening <laughs> to yourself. Oh, and my God. Yes. It, it's Talk horrible. It. To, so, I mean, from our perspective, so we, we do the interview and then – we go back and listen to the interview at least one time, but probably multiple times. And then there's the part when Richard and I are actually recording that we're listening through so that we can kind of react to things in real time and, and with a fresh mind on things. So, you know, usually by the time that it's been uploaded, 
Um, we've listened, I, like I, I, I've listened like twelve times. Maybe not all the way through each time, but at, at, eventually, I'm just so sick of hearing my own voice, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I asked that question. I sound so stupid, or oh my god, like the way that I that, none of that sound sounds right. Your voice. Yeah. You uh, just get tired of listening to the same thing being repeated over and over again. Like, I mean, I, I feel that a lot myself because, you know, you, you tend to edit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, I've always loved filmmaking. I cannot stress that enough. But editing, like the, the base, the, the meat of editing that you spend the most time doing of just putting clips together and trimming all of them and watching it through over and over and over and over again to make sure all the cuts are just right and that the sound is good like i could not despise that more it is so tedious yeah that's probably the hardest part that kind of stuff but um i will say even with all that i i I love doing it it's fun i mean i wouldn't do it if i didn't love doing it and then and then what's always great is you know nobody ever picks up on or at least tells you (laughs) That they've picked up on the things that you've picked up on about yourself. You know, you're you're always your own worst critic, and so then when you hear, you know, how much people enjoy it, or you know, some some nugget of something that they took from the episode, and and you're like, huh, okay, like that's awesome. Like I I eventually got to a point where I thought that was the the worst thing that any human being has ever tried to say. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's raining outside. We're still playing Halo. But that's the end of our list of questions. So, that's the bonus episode. I guess um, this is going to be out before the episode on Friday. Um, So what I'll say is... Do the animal Friday, we have a shark shark episode coming out. um, At the tail end of what is also Shark Week. And then uh, next week, we have our episode on hyenas. So if you are listening and you are following us on Twitter, you probably know that we had planned to put out a hyena episode, but we had been realized it's Shark Week and stuff, and we had talked to somebody about sharks, and then a bunch of other stuff kind of interplayed in that, and we decided, you know what, let's just swap the schedule around a little bit. But we're not going to tell you about anything farther out than that, because we want to keep a little bit of a surprise in part for Animal Summer so... Yeah. That's it. Now listen to the soothing soundscape of rain with Halo Reach in the background. Just kidding. That's it. Bye.